Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, here with another little pre-take in front of our podcast because once again, Riker and I have had bad luck in terms of timing when it comes to recording these podcasts, but Riker and I made this video about Marcus All leaving the Raptors based off a report from a guy named Sergei Karamova from, uh, from Spain, who basically reported that Marcus All had signed with Barcelona for this upcoming season, obviously making him leave the Toronto Raptors, but unfortunately, as we were recording the podcast, this sort of got invalidated by a lot of the, the Raptors' main guys, despite the fact that this tweet, this report had already blown up around, you know, tweet accounts like Legion Hoops, different news sites. So as we were recording, um, Josh Lumberg came out and said this actually isn't official. I think a, a few other guys did as well. But there's still the, the presumption, as you can see from the tweet here, that people still expect Marcus All to sort of sign with Barcelona once he's officially eligible to, but obviously he's still a member of the Toronto Raptors till the season is over. So this can't legally be official till the season's done. So uh, we're going to still put this podcast out under the assumption Marc Gasol is going to play in Barcelona, but, you know, things may change to, from then, so we'll obviously make a second video sort of denouncing this one if that ends up being the case, but hope you guys enjoyed the video. Just wanted to sort of clarify that. I know there's some weird stuff going around. People are a bit confused about what's actually happened, so wanted to clarify that, and before we swing it in, want to appreciate all you guys that subscribed after the last sort of video. A lot Had a lot of subscribers sort of fall in after that depot video so yeah you guys are the best once again we're shooting for 20k so hope to see everyone that listens to the video subscribe and yeah let's just swing in the video Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to some Toronto Raptors news, Riker. There was rumors floating around about Marcus Gasol potentially going to the Clippers, potentially leaving for Europe, but it's official now, Marcus Gasol has signed with Barcelona in Europe, officially leaving the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, he was our starting center this year, struggled in the playoffs, but overall had a tremendous run with the Toronto Raptors, was an integral part to winning an NBA championship, and... I guess before we sort of break down what this means for the Toronto Raptors team, we got to give some love to Marc Gasol because he truly was a, a, a massive piece to winning that NBA title last season, Riker. Absolutely, Ben. But first, as Vince Vaughn would say in some movie, I don't know, I think it might be Couples Retreat. It's not Barcelona, it's Barth <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> uh, but you know what, Ben? Marc Gasol, he... This is what happened, basically. We'll break down his contract. We'll break down what ha has to happen now for the Toronto Raptors next season at that center position now. But this is basically what happened. We turned Jonas Valanciunas midseason into Marcus Gasol, who, despite his shortcomings this season, especially in this year's playoffs, was an assist guy. He was a floor general type guy. The ball at the center position was able to flow through him, Marcus Gasol, to make plays and to be slightly more productive on the defensive end as well. So you're able to actually elevate your offensive and your defensive performance at the center position, resulting in, obviously Kawhi came in as well, but resulting in a championship, Ben. So credit where credit is due. This guy, he came in, and for that season, the 2018-2019 second half of the season with Marc Gasol was tremendous. Yeah, he, he was really just the game changer for the Toronto Raptors, I want to put it. Obviously, Kawhi put us over the top and all that sort of stuff, but even at the start of the year, Jonas Valanciunas, fan favorite amongst Raptors guys. He was one of the longest tenure Raptors on that roster at that point, but for all he did on the offensive end in terms of scoring, defensively, particularly in the pick and roll, just it really hurt the Raptors, and Marc Gasol just came in and 
completely changed the the tone defensively when he was out there as a big man center. And as you brought up, the offense just even looked more fluid with uh, with Marcus Gasol out there. Obviously, JV learned how to pick up his passing a little bit. We talked about that on a lot of pods last year. But Marcus Gasol, outside of Jokic, is arguably probably the best passing big man in the league. You can maybe make an argument for Bam or these guys, but Marcus Gasol's IQ in terms of throwing those back cut passes, swinging it when it needs to be swung. Obviously, we hope he'd shoot a little bit more but his his playmaking at the center position just made the offense even that more just effective and the defense he brought just I don't think we win the championship without Marcus Gasol Riker no and we've we've broken this down a ton to say it, it's it's much less likely to win a championship especially considering that the Raptors were took all the way to a game seven against Philadelphia had to win it at the buzzer in that fashion and really a lot of those games obviously on the shoulders of Kawhi Leonard's scoring, but was also on the shoulders of Mark Marcusall's ability to defend Joel Embiid, who was a very legitimate threat when you put him with the likes of the shooters like J.J. Redick and what Jimmy Butler was able to do on that team. You know, they were a much scarier team last season than this year in the playoffs. And Marcusall was one of the big reasons that they were able to get past that series, especially when you have guys that really struggled against their size, like Fred Van Vliet and some of the smaller guards. So, um, that title run was a big part of Marcus All, and you talk about assists, you talk about his ability to to really bring more out of the offense. Ben, he we lost about three points per game at the center position, but he was shooting about forty four percent from three. We'd we would have liked to see him shoot at a higher clip last year, and he was adding from one assist per game roundabouts with Jonas Valanciunas to about I think four or five with Marcus All. So just. Yeah, so not really doing it, I guess, as much on the box score necessarily on the scoring, but when you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard, the better compliment is a guy like Marc Gasol who's able to create plays off of, you know, off-ball movement, making the, the timely passes. So this guy, he was he was fantastic. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, people might only remember this season and stuff, and he was still pretty salt this season outside of the Celtics series, but... Truly, you got, got to give credit to Marc Gasol, a, a beast for the Toronto Raptors. Raptors legend when you go look at it, a guy that wins a championship, your, your starting center. you gotta got to have a lot of love for that guy. So shout out Marc Gasol. Wish him the best for his future career and playing in Europe. And that's probably definitely a, a smart move by him, especially being closer to his family or having his family over there in his home, especially during 2020 and the, the year, the uncertainty surrounding the NBA. And you know being home is probably a better situation for for Marc Gasol, but Riker, what does this mean for the Toronto Raptors? Because obviously Gasol is the starting center, and we've sort of discussed this a little bit on the, the past podcast, but now that Marc Gasol is officially gone, there's a hole to fill in the front court for the Raptors, Riker. There absolutely is, Ben, and I don't think, I think it's reasonable to say the Raptors are not going to get, they're not going to fill in that void of somebody who can pass as well as Marc Gasol. But I think what you're looking for either two things, Ben, and this is what we're going to break down, or I guess I guess technically three things. Do you do you let your development sort of come up through the ranks? Do you give more time to guys like Chris Boucher? Do you allow more run in that small ball esque lineup where you're playing OG at the five and not really look to bring in anybody else at that backup center position, assuming you bring Serge Ibaka up into the starting uh, lineup, or do you look to somewhat replace Marcus All? but maybe towards a more traditional role, 
back into the likes of what Jonas Valanciunas was able to bring. You know, a guy that can maybe rebound a little bit better, maybe who's a little more athletic, a little more solid in the paint on defense, you know, rather than just a, a good positioning guy. You know, there is a couple of ways that the Toronto Raptors can look at it, given there is a lot of centers coming up in free agency, Ben, that I think could be relatively cheap. That That's a thousand percent your record. Just to build off that, there are thousands of sort of scenarios being thrown around about the Toronto Raptors. A lot of things that could honestly make up a whole video for us to talk about potential situations. We'll run through a few in this one here, but I think a lot of these could make for their own sort of segments at their own. I know the most controversial or the most wild one, so to speak, is people. I think we've had three or four or five DMs, Riker, of people asking us if we can just, if the Raptors are capable of just trading for Joel Embiid. I won't get into that here, but that's some of the wild stuff that's going around. But Bismack Biombo is another name being thrown around to potentially be the, the backup center. Obviously running small ball with OG there if you want to just have Serge as the one center. Chris Boucher potentially filling the role, filling that void of Marcus Gasol. All those questions are being thrown out there. Miles Turner, we just made a video on Victor Oladipo requesting out of Indiana. Miles Turner quietly also did the same for the Pacers. So he's another name, a big man that can shoot threes, is pretty athletic, pretty mobile, and playing behind DeMontis Sabonis right now. So that's another name that we could potentially trade for, and that's on the table as of now. So, Riker, which one of those specifically really catches your eye? What would you, obviously, I think you and I have learned to have complete faith in Masai, but which one of those sort of rumors really, really captures your eye? And we also have a draft pick this year, too, in the first round, which it seems like we never do. Our last first round pick was OG Ananobi, I feel like, and that was that was ages ago. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And uh, this is I'll tell you this, and you're absolutely right that we, we are going to have to break this down in a series of videos because really that's the biggest gap now going into next season is that backup big position. Again, this is assuming the Raptors are want to and are successful in re-signing Serge Ibaka and then assuming that we're going to rely on him being the starting center rather than coming off the bench. But I, I like that. I like him coming off the bench. We also both agreed that we would both like to see him back for next season. I would say my personal preference at the moment would be to play uh, to play Chris Boucher more off the bench, allow him to actually develop and see what he's capable of doing at that four or five position, and to play through the small ball lineup for more amount of minutes throughout the regular season, especially given its effectiveness and being able to defend the perimeter uh, that we saw against the, the Boston Celtics in the playoff spin. But if we're looking specifically at bringing on a guy, the kind of rumors that I like, I don't know if you mentioned it, but I seen a couple of comments was, I mean, we know how many free agent bigs there are, Whiteside, Drummond player option, Biombo, Thompson, all those guys are $15, 20000000 million contracts right now. I like the looks of the cheaper guys. Myers Leonard, I don't know if he'll stay on the, the heat, but Aaron Baines, Myers his Leonard. name... Oh. Yeah, but Aaron Bain specifically, his name was floated out a little bit in the comment section. And if we're talking about just replacing a big with a big, to me, that's the guy that there's a lot of promise around. And I know that he wouldn't, he, he'd be the exact opposite of going small and he'd be the abs, the opposite of being a stretch big. But uh, just as a serviceable backup, that that's where my brain goes, Ben. Aaron, so so you're saying Aaron Brains or Myers Leonard or just Aaron Baines? Yeah, yeah, yeah Aaron Baines or Myers Leonard. Because 
I completely agree with you on the Aaron Baines point because you brought up, obviously, he's a gritty defender. He's played for those Celtics teams. He was a big help for the the Phoenix Suns when he went down there. He's really been just a, a solid guy wherever he goes. The one issue you could sort of look at with Baines is he's 33 years old, which a lot of people don't really realize. But Riker, you bring up how he's not a stretch big, but... He shot 35% from three this year on four three attempts per game. I'd argue that he might be a better three-point shooter now than Marcus Saul was this season. So he can definitely stretch stretch the floor out. You know, he's a great rebounder. He's gritty. He's good on the defensive end. I, I'd love to see Aaron Baines come in maybe as a backup big. And as you mentioned, being a cheaper option. Because, Riker, I don't know about you. I'd rather have Aaron Baines on this sort of team than a Hassan Whiteside or even... Maybe an Andre Drummond. Would you agree with that, or is that a little bit blasphemous? Because he's not nearly no, the name of one of those guys. I love that. I love that opinion, Ben, because we see what Serge Ibaka is capable of doing. Plus, mm-hmm. we, we, you and I talk to death about how the Raptors need to assemble a team that is playoff ready. Because we're gone past the days where we just want to succeed in the regular season. We want to make playoff runs. And any big that is the size of Marc Gasol, regardless of skill, unless, he, you know, the physical stature, like kind of slow and really not able to get out there on three-point shooters, their minutes are going to be reduced in the playoffs anyways. So you don't want to be paying a guy like that huge money if, come playoff time, he's going to be a reduced minutes guy. And Aaron Baines, he could be fantastic during the regular season, and he could be really impactful with a small amount of minutes come playoffs in situations or matchups that, you know, favor having a, a big-on-big battle. Yeah, and that's that's the exact point because you're gonna have to play, I guess, a Whiteside and Drummond and those those types of guys, even if they're more talented. I think they're lesser on the defensive end, and you know people will say Hassan Whiteside's a tremendous shot blocker, but his rotations defensively they they've been extremely overrated, and that's been pretty well documented from Miami Heat fans and all those t- types of types of people people in Portland. So we won't get into that specifically, but the fact that Baines can guard on the defensive end and be one of those bigs that, as you mentioned. Is could be an Embiid stopper, could help build a wall against Giannis as we need it last season. And, you know, maybe can still, if we end up going against the Celtics again, be a rim protector down low. Obviously, Gasol looked pretty, pretty stone-footed in the series against the Celtics in the playoffs, but maybe Baines could be, I guess he's 30, I didn't realize he was 33 years old looking at it now, but I think there's still a few more years where he can still be a strong defender. I don't know, I, I really like that sort of mention. You also brought up Leonard. You know, not Kawhi Leonard, Myers Leonard, but as nice of as he is at three-point shooting, the Miami Heat have become infinitely better bring, moving him to the bench, and I don't know if I'd want him to sort of be that guy because you need defensive players at your center position. If they can't be mobile or they don't really have a role in the defensive end, I don't think they're really playable at all in the playoffs. So I, I think at least Bain, uh, Baines would have a specific role against certain teams in the playoffs. I don't really see that happening with Myers Leonard, but feel free to disagree with that. No, that's a fair point. And my, my point in bringing him up is his current contract is $9 million. Baines is $5 million, even more favorable if we're looking at keeping that cap space as open as possible with the prospect of bringing in bigger names in next free agency. Um, and, and and But I just think, to me, Baines would be above you'd be a level above Myers Leonard but Myers Leonard would be above a level like Biombo who's getting paid 17 million or Whiteside and Drummond like you said is very well documented their shortcomings and they really are the true traditional big that they can't stretch the floor as much or they have 
like glaring shortcomings on the defensive end, and both of which would be pretty important because you, the Raptors, they tend to rely on basically fifty percent allocation of minutes with their starting center and their their mm-hmm. center coming off the bench, or at least that's what happened when you have JV and Serge Ibaka when they decide to split them up, and then Marcus All and Ibaka. It seems to work when you just play them equal minutes so you don't tire either out and I suspect that whoever the Raptors decide to go with even if it's Chris Boucher or even if it's a small ball lineup you'll still probably see that split between the starter and the bench person playing about 50% of the time Ben so they don't need to you know they need to be serviceable enough but I don't think that they you know they don't we don't want to bring in some huge contract guy I'm just going to keep repeating this we don't need to bring in a huge contract guy that's going to end up getting bench come playoff time right yeah and well, you brought up some of the contracts there. I think Biz, I'd love to see Bismack Biombo on the Raptors, but I think obviously he's getting paid big time for the Hornets this year, but I don't see him making much over the, the minimum on any team he goes to next season, just with how the league has gone in terms of shooting and all that. And I think we could get definitely get Biz on a bargain. But I think the more interesting question is, Riker, because we threw out a few names earlier about, you know, the the small ball lineups. And I think we could save those for, for a full video. The Embiid one, I think a lot of people have been asking for. So we'll probably make that at some point. But the, these less these smaller names, but Andre Drummond, Hassan Whiteside, obviously Five years ago, those are the ideal centers. Those were guys getting max contracts, like the Greg Monroe types. He had a max contract, and now he got waived by the Raptors last season. Obviously, those guys still have a role in this league, right? Andre Drummond was leading the league in rebounds and stuff, but do you think there's going to be teams out there paying them big money to to bring them in, Riker? Or do you think they'll end up? those guys will end up being players that will be bargains now this season and the, the coming years? Yeah, you raise a tremendous point, Ben, but I will counter your this argument with saying that while the league is shifting to having more the the league is becoming mobile stretch bigs. That's that that would be your best case scenario. And even it would be like putting Jason Tatum at the five. That's what every team could would dream of being able to do, to have <laughs> the Celtics lineup even though they just lost obviously against the Miami Heat or maybe less of a stretch would be to have, you know, a guy like Bam Adebayo. You know, that sort of size and athleticism. But you're you're absolutely right that the league is just shifting away from the guys that are the lumbering big men like Son Whiteside, like Andre Drummond. And I think there there definitely will be a hit to their market value. And we'll see it go down to some extent, if not significantly, from what they're getting paid this season. Bismack Biombo especially. I can't imagine anybody paying him more than $10 million. But the thing is, there's just not enough guys that are what the league wants yet that you can say I'm not going to pay a big I don't want to have them around you know there's not a there's nobody else to sort of fill that role yet so you still you're still going to want to pay so you can have guys at that five position but as there's more players that come up at that six seven to six ten frame that can actually shoot and are decent enough on defense that's when you'll see these these lumbering bigs get fully pushed out of the league that's that's my thought yeah, and I'm not even saying fully pushed out, but, you know, signing on these smaller contracts because, you know, the Monroes, the the Drummonds, the, the Hassan Whitesides, they had big, big money a few years back, and they're still just, they're coming to the end of those deals. So I don't even know if Drummond's going to turn down his player option despite playing in Cleveland and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting thing, and who knows, maybe that's coming faster than we all expect, and these guys are... 
aren't going to make much more than 10, 12 million for certain teams. Maybe even five. We don't really know what their their market value is right now. It's such a weird time in the NBA. If you're a big lumbering center that once was the highest in demand position, but we'll see what happens with that. And I guess the final question, because there's two names that have sort of been brought up, persisted in this podcast, Baines and Biombo, because those are guys we think we can get on pretty cheap contracts. But with Baines' season last year, Riker, I want to pose a question to you. What would you rather? Would you rather have Bismack Biombo make his return to the Toronto Raptors next season uh, after coming off a career high in points, averaging 7.4 points per game for the Hornets, uh, six rebounds? Just he had a really solid year for the Hornets last year, and you know having him come in on like a minimum contract because I don't see him getting much more than that, even though he got paid big time by the Orlando Magic. Or would you rather see Baines come in on maybe? an eight nine million dollar contract next season with his added three-point shooting ability and you know a little bit more finesse around in terms of scoring average 13 points per game last season i would rather see baines come in at eight nine million dollars because we both agreed you can pay anybody anything you want basically if it's a short enough contract if it's on a one year because as long as that cap space is available for the following free agency and you're bringing in guys that are going to put the Toronto Raptors in a position where they can still compete in the East, then that I think that that would be the ultimate goal there. And Aaron Baines, to me, both on paper and from what I see and watching him play, obviously watch him play a lot less on the, when he was on the Suns than when he was on the Boston Celtics. But I, I think he could provide a lot more to what the Raptors do in terms of you know what they would want from a serviceable backup big than what Bismack Biombo would be able to do. I know he had that fun sort of season with the Toronto Raptors, but the chemistry, the composure of the team at that year was just so much different than than what it is now you know than the, than what they the way they're constructed ben so you're telling me you don't want to bring back our starting center for our first ever eastern conference finals appearance striker on the minimum <laughs> dude i had the hot take i wouldn't even bring back demar Rosen on a minimum if you remember that podcast so this not bringing back bismack biombo is not a stretch that's yeah i think i think it's a tough question i think rationally just the fact that Baines can shoot threes, I'd have to lean in that direction. But my irrational Raptors fandom brain, I want big business back in the six. I want him to be able to to finger wag at LeBron James in the NBA Finals coming in, you know, just completely setting playoff records after averaging four points per game during the regular season. That's what I want to see next season for the Toronto Raptors. It'd be a fun little storyline, but let us know what you guys think. What direction do you think the Raptors should go in? What players do you think we should sort of talk about on upcoming podcasts? Because this is definitely a hole the Raptors need to fill, and we're going to be covering all news surrounding the Raptors. So let us know in the comment section below. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, any last words? I forgot to say at the beginning, Ben. We're losing Marc Gasol, a.k.a. the Big Burrito. Cheers.